from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we're taking our calls all hour long, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives. Right here in Philadelphia, I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we have Dream Team in studio, Dion and Michelle, taking our calls right now, 844-942-7866. So, hey, we have an awesome guest today, and I'm very, very excited that he is also in studio. Today, we welcome Joe Batista, keynote speaker, success coach, passioneer, an owner of Pragmatic Passion Consulting. Joe spent 26 years at Penn State University in a variety of roles, including as the head coach of the Penn State ice hockey team that captured six American Collegiate Hockey Association National Championships and won 512 games in 19 years. Holy cow. Joe is the author of the new book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion, Seven Common Sense Principles for Achieving Personal and Professional Success. Welcome, Joe. Don, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are. Penn State. All right. We had to get that in there. We had to get that in there. I'm so excited that you came to the studio. So I have to ask you, though, what is a passioneer? That's that's so unusual. It's, you know, Stephen Mezzacapa, a student at Penn State, was actually who I first heard that from. And it's really about somebody who doesn't just talk about passion, but actually goes out and does it and, and helps other people to try to create, develop and figure out what their passions are. And that's that's a big part of what we're going to talk about today, right? It's, you know, as you're doing this whole career thing, if you don't really know what it is you want, mm-hmm. what your values and interests are, how, you know, then how do you ever figure out what you're passionate about? Yeah, and this is this is something we talk about on the show a lot and and this idea of and and you know, people say, "Oh, you have to just chase your passion." And I admit, I don't particularly like that advice because it puts a lot of pressure on somebody and it makes you think, well, shoot, I should be, you know, teaching people to jump out of airplanes. That's what I really want to do, even though I've never done it and it seems cool. And But I like your book because you add something to it that I think a lot of people miss, which is the pragmatic side. So what is pragmatic passion exactly, Joe? It, in, in a nutshell, it's dream big, but keep it real. And then go get it done. It, it's you've got to have aspirations, but you have to have a plan. You you have to be able to do that self analysis, and you have to understand. You know, using analytics, using assessments, and tools that are available to you. But you also got to have somebody that can help you interpret that. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people miss. Is we go get coaches, and we hire people to help us for so many different things. This is the most important part of what you're going to do with your life. And people, there's that stigma. Uh, Well, I don't need to have somebody professional helping me. But as you know, if you don't act on all those different things you've found out and you don't have somebody can help you interpret it and really guide you to what you're going to enjoy doing uh, and that you're good at. And oh, by the way, can you make money at it? And then what quality of life do you desire and what stage of life you're in? Mm-hmm. Because, Don, that's a big pet peeve of mine when I hear other people on the Internet, you know, that just tell people if you're not happy, just quit your job. Walk in there on Monday morning and you just tell them you're done. And I'm thinking you can't make that kind of a blanket statement. How do you know the person doesn't have kids at home, paying a mortgage, has student loans to pay off? There's a more pragmatic you know, practical, commonsensical way of doing it. And that's why I teamed up pragmatic 
with passion. I love it. I love it. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM Channel 132. We have Joe Batista here talking about his new book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion. And we want to hear from you right now. 844-942-7866. Do you have a passion that you're thinking about leaving your day job and going to do, but you're not quite sure how to do it or even if you should do it? Those are the types of things we're going to be talking about today because it's getting close to the new year and a lot of people are thinking, you know, I'm ready for a change and I don't know what that is and, and I have some ideas, but can I do it? Is it practical? Can I pay my bills? Can I support my family? Can I actually do this passion and follow my passion? 844-942-7866. We're here with Joe Batista answering all of these questions. So let's talk about this this pragmatic side because you start with this dream big. I think we've, we've all got that. We all mm-hmm. dream big. I mean, we all have these ideas in our head. And then you come to your next point, which is keep it real. So, and you have seven principles for actually doing this, keeping it real. So right. so let's dig into some of those. How do you keep it real? Well, uh, you know, the seven principles, uh, and, and this has been from my own experiences and, and just the books I've read. Which have been quite impressive. I mean, well, six championships. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just not downplay that. I well, mean, you know what? I, I will tell you, though, I really, I try to make sure that I correct people when they say I won them because I always ask people, you know, who really won them? The players did. I didn't block any shots. I didn't score any goals. I didn't make any saves. Okay. I'm going to challenge you. And and I don't know that much about hockey. So this is... But here's the thing. (laughs) You were the coach. And just the moment ago, you were talking about how critical that role is. And I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm very pro get a coach, whether it's for your career or you're trying to, to you know become a better speaker or whatever you're trying to do, because somebody who can look at you objectively and hold a mirror up to you and show you some of the things that maybe you don't want to look at, or maybe you have not even seen is so much of what makes us successful so yes it was a team effort but that coaching very important it's the difference between in a sense and i talk about this in the book um the difference between a mentor and a coach a mentor is typically somebody that's going to help you guide through they're going to they're going to stay positive for the most part you know the coach you're that's somebody you're paying to to pretty much tell you some stuff you don't want to hear and and you're going to be better off having faced it and, and like you said, it's the mirror test, right? You've got to face the mirror. And the, that person staring back at you, I know it's a platitude, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's the one you're accountable to. And, you know, we're all CEOs. We really are. We're the CEO of us, if nothing else. And I, I think that a lot of times people sell themselves short. I have some someone very close to me that we talked about before the show who doesn't have a high enough uh, opinion of her abilities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I got her a copy of your book, well, <laughs> Switchers. Th- thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you for the plug. And, and yeah, and, and that's one of the things I say in Switchers is confidence breeds confidence. And here's the thing. The world needs the brilliance that you have. And I think a lot of people say that. A lot of people say, well, I don't have this. And I always I always say, you know, what if you stop showing up to work tomorrow? What if you stop? What would fall through the cracks? And people start to realize that there are so many things that would fall through the cracks. But sometimes, and you talk about this too, that you get so... Um, comfortable with the with what you do that you don't even see it as a skill anymore you don't even see right. it as an accomplishment because you're just so good at it and people are used to you being good at it but just imagine if you didn't show up tomorrow there's a lot of things that would fall through the cracks and those are your strengths and I think everybody needs to to step back and think about that as you're thinking about 2019 and what you want to do because you've got a lot to offer the world and it's time that you own that. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are here with Joe Batista, who is the author of the book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion, pragmatic being the keyword. And we are going to go to the phones. Welcome to Steve in Pennsylvania. What's on your mind today, Steve? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Joe. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey, I read the book, really enjoyed it, and uh, got an awful lot out of it. Uh, I like that you call it a common-sense approach, but yet, uh, uh, even though it is, there's a lot of uh, thought-provoking things in there and, and things that even an old, experienced guy like me can can uh, grab onto and, and learn from. Well, I appreciate that. I, 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 I hope that you got out of it what, what I 
hope everybody will and that you challenged yourself yeah steve um what what give us a tip specifically so there are a lot of people listening who are thinking yeah i got to go out and buy this book give us something that that was specific from this book that was like a wow moment for you well one of the things i really liked is is uh uh joe says uh get yourself a partner to work with you through this process which i as you read through the book you realize how important that is because it would be uh, maybe a little bit of human nature to slack off a little bit here or there. And also, um, later on, you talk about, Joe, you talk about having a mentor and who you would go to uh, for a mentor. And what I, I'd like for you maybe to expound on, on those two concepts. Could that be the same person, for example? Should they be separate? How do you, uh, I'm guessing that maybe a lot of people would find a, a partner or a mentor who had not done something like that before, and maybe they need to be coached on how to be uh, constructive and not too soft on the person. Right. Well, great point, Steve. And, I, and let me, I'll, I'll answer the first one. Yeah, the accountability partner. I mean, you think about the people out there, you know, that, that have life coaches, executive coaches, success coaches, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Serena Williams, Bill Gates, you know, Warren Buffett. I mean, if th- these are some of the most uh, recognizable names in the country, and if they understand the importance of having that accountability partner and and a what I call a pragmatic partner that is the person that's going to keep you on course, right, and 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 hold you accountable to reading the book when you say you're going to do it, doing the exercises, because as you said, it's human nature we tend to drift off, especially in this digitally distracted age that mm-hmm. we live in. And that's the second point that I make in the book is you got to do a digital detox. And I'm not naive enough to believe it's time to get rid of the digital devices. That's not what we're saying. That's the equivalent of telling Henry Ford, get off your Model T and get back on your horse. Uh, it's not going to change. We need to embrace technology. The difference is we can't let technology control us. We have to control it. And I've, I say, you know, when you and your pragmatic partner, you know, you're done. You've got a 45 minutes, an hour into this. You've earned your 10 to 15 minute technology break. <laughs> Otherwise, get get it, get rid of it. Get it out of your sight. Turn it off. Don't let the dings and the, you know, the vibration interrupt your thought process. So then the, with the mentor, I think the accountability partner absolutely is a mentor, uh, but you should have others. Um, it's it's never a bad idea to get a second opinion, right, or a third. Um, and then, Steve, if you're if there's a specific skill you're talking about, like Don mentioned before, you want to improve as a public speaker. You know, maybe you're a procrastinator, whatever it is. Sometimes you just have to hire a coach. That that's where you got to go see. You know, if you're having kind of confidence problems, emotional issues, depression, anxiety, you got to go see a psychologist. Mm-hmm. You know, and and people need to get over that. And, and, you know, check their ego in at the door. Ego. I'm yes. so glad you brought that up, Joe, because I, I, I just had a conversation about somebody, you know, and it's like ego gets in the way of all of our decisions. We have to make more money. We have to have a bigger title. We have to do this because what other people think, this is damaging your happiness. Well, it gets back to that person you're staring across in the mirror. What You know, in the book, I talk about you have to define success. What is success for you, Dawn? It's different than Steve. It's different than what my definition. But society makes us believe that it's my bank account. It's the size of my house, the type of car. And, you know, I'm sure you've read The Millionaire Next Door or heard about it. Uh, and, and, you know, the reality is you've got people who live this status lifestyle. And a lot of times their net worth is in negative numbers because they're leveraged to the hilt and they're in debt because they're trying to live this life where, you know, they, they buy things that they don't need with money that they don't have to impress people they don't even know. And why? why? For what? You know? Well said, Joe. Steve, thank you so much for giving us a call and endorsing this awesome book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion. Joe Batista, if you've not checked it out yet, you need to do that. Steve, we appreciate your call. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk Channel 132, we are powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are so excited to be talking about pragmatic passion all hour long. So if it's 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we're taking your calls, and we're going to go to Scott in Pennsylvania. Scott, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Joe. Hi, Don. How are you today? Great. Great. Good. Joe, great book. Um, I've actually known Joe for many years, and uh, uh, one of the things that I really like that Joe talks about in his book, and he talks about outside of his book as well, is 
alternatives to four-year college. Yes. Uh, Joe, can you elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, we, again, as a society, we have somehow come up with this idea that the only way to be successful is you get a college degree. And as long as you get a college degree, it doesn't matter what school, where, when, how much money you go into debt. Um, well, you have that degree and well, you're automatically going to be successful. And we know that that's simply not true. I mean, Harvard did a study where, you know, 49% of people who start off going to a four-year college never finish the degree. That's sad. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that people are not making good decisions. We know that we, uh, in the book, I talk one number, but I know that it's actually increased. We now have 44 million people that owe $1.5 trillion in student debt. Now, if you're going into debt because there's going to be a return on your investment that's worthwhile, I get that. If you're doing it just because, you know, hey, I get to go play in the band or I'm going to be able to be uh, on the uh, sports team at a particular school, is that really a justification for going a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt? So I, I think what we tell 18, first of all, why at 18 do you have to do any of this? That's the other big misnomer to me. I am a big fan of a gap year. I am a big fan of potentially going into the service, military service, or Peace Corps, AmeriCorps, any any of the things that give you some time to actually grow up before you decide to go to college, if you're not ready. Now, again, this doesn't apply to everybody, Dawn. You know that. It's it's an individual case. And, you know, Scott, I know... I know you know, looking at vocational schools and technical schools, that's we have a shortage of the trades. It's in so this true. It's Huge so true. Shortage. And and but again, people say, Well, you know, being a plumber, being an electrician, you know, we somehow look down at that. Hey, when was the last time you had something fixed? Well, not only that, but has anybody <laughs> looked at the salaries these yes. individuals make? I mean, we had a we had a pre break quiz show or question, Joe, about the most the busiest day for plumbers is the day after Thanksgiving. Insert reasons why, but um, <laughs> the fact is, is that you know you're going to charge a premium on a holiday for going out and fixing people's plumbing on on a holiday. So I mean, look at the cash, and this is again where the ego gets in the way. It's like I I I want something that's that's more prestigious or this or that and it's like hey what do you really want to do right well and nobody asks kids that question and nobody asks college students nobody asks the person that's in a midlife crisis you know let, let's go back to the foundational part of this you know what are your values you know what if your work you're asked to do a job where it just doesn't align with what you believe in mm -hmm. what matters most to you you know then why do you put yourself in a position to go into a career like that is it just to make money well you know okay people talk about they want to be happy well hap trying to be happy all the time i think that's that's another fantasy that's out there uh, you know not every day is super bowl sunday <laughs> you know stanley cup day it, it just doesn't work like that most days you're grinding it out anyway, and I don't care what job you're in. So, Scott, to get to get back to what you're saying, I really encourage parents, you know, and and people that are looking to transition because things haven't worked out, don't ever look down on the skilled trades. Uh, we need them. We There's need them. plenty of people out there that can make six figures being electricians and plumbers and technicians, and you know, uh, and it. By the way, the, that is not easy to do either. People have to understand that, you know, if you're going to go into those technical skills, you still have to have study skills. You've, you've still got to do that. So take care of that first, by the way. If you're really not good at studying, go see a coach to do that. Take a class that's going to teach you to improve your study skills. So, And that doesn't matter that whether you're a high school student or you're, you're a senior that's retired and looking to do an encore career and everything in between. Yeah, I think I think the the – the thing I'm pulling from what you're saying, Joe, is, you know, don't just go with the easy answer or the popular answer, but really dig in and say, you know, is this for me? And I think a lot of us do that because we think, I don't know what I want to do. So so going to, to four years of college just is what everybody does. So I'm going to do it, too. And the, you have a choice. You yes. don't have to do that. And I think that's such a good thing I, to remember. I, I see kids that, that, you know, three, four years outside of school because, you know, I live in state college. I worked at Penn State for the bulk of my career, so I'm around. I see the alums when they come back. I run into a couple of our uh, recent graduates at a, at a game on the road, and, you know, aerospace engineering major, 
and a kinesiology major. Hey, that's awesome. So what, what, what are you guys doing now? Um, well, I'm, I'm a manager of a call center. Well, you have an aerospace engineering degree. Like, how, how is that? Like, what's going on? Well, I just haven't been able to find a job in aerospace. It's like, wait a minute. If you're smart enough to have an aerospace engineering degree, maybe you just need to tweak it, look at it through a little bit of different lens. Maybe you need to go back, take one or two other classes, and now you're qualified to be in electrical engineering positions or mechanical engineering positions. Don't pigeonhole yourself and, and, and do that. You really need to think outside. And then the kinesiology major, you know, says, well, I'm, I'm working at a restaurant and bartending because I haven't been able to find a job. And, and you think to yourself, look, you, you've developed these skills and the knowledge. So you have these competencies. You just have to figure out, look at it from a different perspective and point of view. Yeah. And I'll take even one step further. I think we... You know, people who work at universities and colleges need to do a better job of not only training individuals in these competencies, but teaching them how to get a job. This is a skill in and of itself. And I will say that I am I am definitely trying to, to lead the charge or at least support that charge because it is important to understand that getting a job is not as easy as slapping up your, your online application and having things happen. And it doesn't work that way anymore. And so I think that's something else that, that four-year colleges need to do a better job. And I think a lot of trade schools actually do a great job of helping their individuals land. So I think when you're looking to make that decision about four-year college, trade school, gap year, whatever it is, is to make sure what you're investing in is what you're going to get and do your due diligence to do that. Scott, thank you so much for giving us a call here on Career Talk. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 130. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we have Joe Batista here, who is the author of the book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion, Seven Common Sense Principles for Achieving Success, for Achieving Personal and Professional Success, both of them. You can be successful in both areas of your life. And we're going to go to Jason in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Jason. What's on your mind today? Hello, how you doing, Dr. Graham and Hall of Fame coach Joe Batista? There you go, there you go. I'm just going to call this, I'm going to change it. This is going to become the Joe Batista show like for this week. So so we're just, oh, you're, you're listening to the Joe Batista show on Sirius XM, channel 132. And, and we're, yeah, we're taking all your calls. Go for it, Jason. You, you can't forget that. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, this is a really powerful and transformational book. I love the core principles. I love the, the ideas here. They're really powerful, especially as an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur. And so Jim Collins talks about a hedgehog concept. Mm-hmm. Passion finders are, are found all over the place in um, masterminds, just like Julian Gordon. The speed of trust, Stephen Covey speaks about the trust and its direct relationship to economics. And so as you talk about these principles, these pragmatic planning and passionate principles, I just kind of want to hear a little bit of the backstory and how you believe that they translate into professional and economic success, because these are mindsets. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. And, and you know, so if you, you look at the word passion, you know, I, I, I broke it down into a uh, acronym um, so that the P is your purpose. The A is for your attitude. The first S is sacrifice. Then it's servant leadership, inspiration, options, and nurture. And I, I always joke around about how I, I, I did that, not so that the reader and the listeners wouldn't forget it, but because I'm getting older and I want to make sure I don't forget. <laughs> so um, I, well created, you know, I, I, I always ask people, you know, I love Dr. Stephen Covey. I've read most of the books that he's put out, and his his son uh, wrote one for teenagers, and uh, so I'm very. But I I always ask people, name me the seven habits, and people have they struggle with that, and I said, you know, I got to make this simpler, <laughs> so people will remember. So what I ask Jacob Jace is that if you're going to make some transformational decision. I'm not talking about what restaurant you're going to eat at tonight, you know, that sort of thing. But you're talking about a career life decision. Apply questions. Does it align with my purpose and support my values, my passions? You know, that's number one. Will you take the proper attitude into it? And then are you willing to make the sacrifices? And that's a, that's a part where I think a lot of people get caught up that's that keep it real part mm-hmm. we actually got to go out there and make some tough calls and tough decisions the servant leadership part of it is 
are you going to put others first? Because normally when we do, whatever value proposition, you know, you talk about BVPs in your book, mm-hmm. right? The brand value proposition, you know, whatever value you're going to, it, to me, you're going to be successful. And Jason, this gets to the economic part of it. If it's serving other people, if it is filling somebody's gap, if it is, you know, creating uh, the solution to their challenge. So if you're being really focused in on how am I serving other people, well, that that's a big part of this. Inspiration gets back to who are your mentors, who are your coaches, check your ego at the door. If you need help with a certain skill, you've got to be willing to do it. Options gets back to, all right, we're going to do a very specific um, circumstance, situation, um, are we making informed decisions? Have we developed realistic, pragmatic, and practical, commonsensical options? And then are we making informed decisions? That gets back, again, to keep it real, are you doing your research? You know, Or are you just believing whatever you heard in one article or one radio show or some friend told you, trust but verify? And then nurture really gets back to never, ever stop learning. Uh, the day you think you know it all, you're, you're in trouble. And, and so I think, you know, a big part of this is if you can answer those seven questions and, and do it with confidence, and, you know, and again, it spells out the word passion on purpose, um, then I think you're going to put yourself in a position where your career is not only going to be financially uh, better for you, it is going to make you happier, more fulfilled. You're going to have a more meaningful life. And oh, by the way, sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> most of the it time, does not. It does so, not. It know. just it's just the tip of the iceberg that most of us see. Joe, well said. Um, you know, Jason, thanks for giving us a call and for promoting this great book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion. You're listening to The Joe Batista Show on Sirius XM <laughs> Channel 132, <laughs> which I am I am thrilled to say. Um, so as we're talking about checking your egos at the door, it's time for our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. Okay, a U.S. quarter has 119 ridges along the edge. How many does a dime have? How many ridges does a dime have around its edge? Think you know? Give us a call. 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here at Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram, well, you can. It's easy, at Dr. Don Graham. Hey, we are here doing the Joe Batista Show this week, and we're very <laughs> excited. Hall of Famer, coach, and author of The Power of Pragmatic Passion. Joe, where can people reach you if they want to learn more about you? I'll tell you what, Joe at Pragmatic Passion. Dot com, And if they can go there, they can learn all about the different things that I do and uh, find out more about the book, find out more about uh, what I do as a success coach and uh, as a keynote speaker. And uh, I, I don't like to call myself a motivational speaker. I just, you know, to me, it, it, it's got to go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Right? If somebody wants to hire me to come in and do the rah-rah speech, the locker room speech, great. You know, I can do that. But I, I really believe that it's, you know, more powerful to be the guide by the side than the sage on the stage. Right. And the passion. Look at you with your your, your phrase. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's good branding. The the, the guide on the side. Yeah. I like it. I well, like and it. I'll tell you what, that come uh, I have a I have a, a mentor of my own, Brad Mitchell, who is the CEO president of the National Athletic and Professional Success Academy. And I owe an awful lot to him and my teammates on NAPSA. Uh, we're, we're working helping professional athletes, predominantly football players, uh, in their post-career transition. Can and- we say we do nothing great alone? I think that's worth saying. We do nothing great alone. It is the people who support us. It is our coaches. It is the people who show up. 
despite the weather. This <laughs> is how we gain success. And hey, if you've missed the pre-break quiz, here it is one more time. A U.S. quarter has 119 ridges on the end edge. How many does a dime have? Think you know? 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So we're going to continue with our theme of checking our egos at the door and share a very special treat with all of our listeners for the holidays. So Michelle, Dion, and I are very excited about this next bit because as a thank you to our listeners and a fun way to get into the holiday spirit, we've created a song to help you with your job search. And while it's a little too long to play in full on the air. We'll be tweeting it, the full version that is, on my Twitter page at Dr. Don Graham after the show. But in the meantime, here's a little snippet. The 11th step of job search that earned success for me. Thanking those who helped me sleeping before signing unique selling points inside referrals. Second level contacts using action verbs. From the Dream Team. Career Talk. Serious XM. 132. Uh, okay, what does everybody think about singing through it one more time? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to hear the entire version with lots of great career tips, you can find it on my Twitter page after the show at Dr. Don Graham. But we had a very, very fun time putting that together for everybody. And we just want to thank you for being, well, except Dion. Dion had to struggle through it a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, had to pull yeah. him along. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there. No, you were there. And, and not only was he there, but he did all the post work, which took hours and putting it together and making it sound good. Uh, Michelle was actually the voice in that. She's the one who's the, the good singer. And then there was me. Um, <laughs> so it was it was a very fun team effort. But we want everybody to know how much we appreciate our listeners here on Career Talk. And we'd love for you to have the entire version. So find it on at Dr. Don Graham after the show. But now let's get back to the Joe Batista show. So we're talking. I, I, I want to know, like, what's it going to take for me? We, we should do this oh, like, yeah, yeah. regularly, don't you think? Like songs? <laughs> yeah, we should do a song together. That was awesome. That- you, you do. You, you guys have way too much fun here, <laughs> which is great. It's great. Well, and I think part of that is, Joe, it's like the job search is always looked at as this torturous activity. And I think that's kind of why we, we are here each week, because we want you to put that energy and we all have a finite amount of energy into doing it right so that you can get the job you love and not have to go through all of the torturous parts of it and that's that's kind of what we do here each week on career talk and we we do it for for our listeners and so we're so excited you're here because that's what your book is all about your book the power of pragmatic passion is about helping people get to that area of their life where where they have a job that matches their values and matches their their purpose and matches all of those things that are so important. And as you point out in your book, there's there's about 13% of people who are in their ideal job. And what you and I do is to try and get those the rest of them, <laughs> the other 87%, into that path. Yeah. Well, Gallup's you know, study that's been going on for a while now. Every time I that that was one of those things that really stood out to me, and I talk about it in the book. Is you know, thirty three percent of people are engaged at work, sixteen percent are actively toxic. That that just blows my mind. But I really wanted to focus on that fifty one percent who, as Gallup says, are just there, and that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad to me. I you know, I've always I was I I feel blessed that I had a career. Where my wife said, I used to leap out of bed to go to do my job. I loved yep. coaching. I loved being in the facilities business. Uh, I loved helping people and, and eventually yeah. transitioned 
into becoming a fundraiser. Shout out to Heidi. Yep, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> she's put up with a lot. That's my wife. And, you know, as, as, I, as I say a lot of times, she's allowed me to prolong adolescence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was busy raising other people's children while she raised our three. And, you know, I Again, love her. I love her for that. It goes back to support. It yes. goes back to that support. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132, 844 Warden, 844 If you'd like to give us a call, and we're going to go to Bob in North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Bob. What's on your mind today? Hey, Coach. Uh, I bought a couple copies of your book, and actually I sent a copy along to my nephew and my son, who are both at the you know the mid-20s and need guidance. And I, it occurred to me that your book is so good in giving guidance to particularly young people. Do you have any thoughts on how that book could be more widely distributed to school districts, within school districts, particularly to maybe under uh, school districts that serve the underprivileged community that doesn't don't have access to the type of mentoring and guidance that you provide in your book well i i, I will defer to my entrepreneurship uh colleagues around to if you can help me figure out a way to get it sponsored <laughs> but no it, bob that's a great question i i when i was working for the buffalo sabers uh i did some programs in the inner city schools there um, and then being in central Pennsylvania, I get a chance to get out to some of the rural schools that simply don't have the resources that other school districts have. And uh, I, I made it a, a mission, a purpose is that, you know, I, especially once I'm fully retired, I want to be able to go back in and do this pro bono, um, go in and speak and then be able to provide maybe the e version of, of the book and, and uh, you know, to help out anywhere I can, because I really believe that a lot of what we're talking about and what, what Dawn talks about in her book, Switchers, is, you know, like when you're going through these transitions and we're all going through transitions at different <laughs> stages, but if you can get it right when you're 15, 16, 17 and start you know, inspiring these kids to understand how important it is to learn how to learn, to have a passion for learning at that stage and that you're, you know, you're not, it's okay that you don't know exactly what you want to be when you're 18 years old and when you're 25 years old, when you're 40 years old, uh, th- those things don't matter. So getting it into the hands and starting to ask kids those really hard questions. And this, this goes for parents, you know, and grandparents for that matter. You know, we all have those, you know, where we talk to our kids and you get that dad, leave me alone, mom, I don't want to talk about that right now. And you're just trying to help them. Mm -hmm. And, and I think they need a guide, you know, to help them ask those tough questions. And then you've got, I, in the book, I talk about my own son how I had to go to an outside source. I, I we, we had him go see a, a, an industrial psychologist who helped him gain the confidence that, that he needed to be able to feel like he could go on. Well, again, a lot of school districts, they don't have that kind of re- those resources. So how does a kid get it? Um, you know, if I can figure out a way to get the book into the hands of kids when they're younger and start asking, I don't expect 15, 16-year-olds to have all the answers, but let's face it, why all of a sudden when they got, you know, get to 18, do we think they have an epiphany and they suddenly got all the answers? And that's why I am such a big fan of the gap year, maybe doing, you know, go out and work. You know, I wish there were more apprenticeships out there. Um, People need to do job shadowings. They need to go out and talk to people. And again, this doesn't just uh, uh, refer to kids in high school and college. This can be somebody that's thinking about making a career change when they're 45, 50 years old and for the people looking for that encore thing. So, Bob, I'd, I'd love to be able to do If you can help me figure out a way to get that done. Let me know. Yeah, jo- Bob. Jo- Joe at pragmaticpassion.com. <laughs> it's a great question, Bob. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Joe, just because you're, you're here in this energy. I'm like, have you thought about a video series? I think, you know, doing like a 15-minute video series, maybe of your, your seven steps. I mean, we, let's, let's, create some, let's create some ideas here. Bob, thank you so much for giving us a call and for sharing that. 
great tip and great idea. We're talking to Joe Batista, Power of Pragmatic Passion. And if you've got a question for Joe or you're thinking about 2019 being the year you want to do something different, dream big, keep it real, get it done, we want to hear from you, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. But right now, we are going to answer our pre-break quiz. So a U.S. quarter has 119 ridges along the edge. Dion, how many does a dime have? I've got the answer. All right, fantastic. It's the same number. Ooh. That was my answer. Ooh. Why do you say that? I love your logic, Dion. (laughs) Because the, the ones on the quarter, they're bigger, and the quarter is bigger, so the dime is smaller, and it seems like it would just make sense. Okay. They're all they're all the same. They've got the same space between the ridges, so you put the same number of ridges on a smaller on the smaller coin. Boom, same number. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to give it to you. That's not right, but oh, it is. It's it only, seems so right. It's one ridge less. It's 118, why? and so you are. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Don, <laughs> that you, is you, stupid. You, if if your answer is going to be one less, then we need to know why. Well. Okay, but I have... Okay. <laughs> so I don't know why there's one less ridge, but do you know why the nickel and the penny have no ridges? I used to know that. You, how did you used to know? I'm full of useless information, <laughs> and, and sometimes it just goes away. You, you've put a different type of useless information. That one kind exactly. of fell out of your head. Well, they put the ridges on the quarters and the dime because they were actually a component of silver, which is very valuable, but... Um, nickels and pennies were not a valuable metal, so they did not need that counterfeit fraud protection, so they don't have any ridges. So I don't know why there's 119 and 118, nope. but I did know that. I didn't know that. That's not the answer I had. All right. That, that, that doesn't <laughs> ring a bell at all. All right. Well, anyway, um, back to the Joe Batista show. Thank goodness. Um <laughs> <laughs> Joe Batista, the power of pragmatic passion, seven common sense principles for achieving personal and professional success. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we're talking all about how your 2019 can be awesome. So, Joe, I have a question that that maybe isn't asked a lot, but how do you know if it's time to maybe give up on something? I mean, is there a give up time? There absolutely is. There is a big difference between persistence and perseverance in my mind. And I'm sure there's data to support that out there, research. Um, Sometimes if you're persistent to a fault, you're you're really just being stubborn and eventually it ends up leaving you futile Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, can lead to depression and, you know, uh, feelings that you're just a failure. Um, There comes a point where, you got to pivot. You got you got to be able to take a step back, and that's where checking the ego in at the door, being able to go and seek professional help, and you know find it. I, you know I know that it's easy to say, well, I just can't afford it. I can't afford. It. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. Whatever. I, I'm. I, I get frustrated as an old coach. Well, you you, know? you talk about excusitis. I tried yes. to like pronounce this, but I like that you use that in your book. Excusitis. Yeah. It, it, you it, say it. Yes. I mean, look, we can make up all the excuses we want. And, and I'm a real big believer in take charge of your life. Um, you know, you, you don't depend on somebody else. Don't wait for somebody else to come to you with the solution. You need to be proactive and, and you've got to be willing to ask hard questions and you've got to be willing to make yourself vulnerable and, and let down your veneer and, and give the answers that matter. And and that is so hard. And we see that, again, with professional athletes. You know, for the first time, a lot of them are asked to do that when they're, you know, their careers. The average career is 3.2 years for a professional athlete across all sports. And so even the kids that make it, you know, get a Division One scholarship, that number's not as big as people think. Well, they, they go through this, and, and it's hard because they're being asked – to make themselves vulnerable where they were always supposed to be these strong people. You know, I, I look at somebody like a Mia Hamm, you know, who's a, a role model for so many young women uh, in, in soccer, right? And, uh, you know, uh, I'll bet you she's had those times where she's had to go back and ask for guidance, ask for help. So 
don't don't be afraid to do that because, again, you, I think you do reach a point where you've got to know what your limitations are. Mm-hmm. Right? That doesn't mean you give up. You don't. You don't have to give up. You just need to reframe things. Look at it differently. Okay, I have this skill set, and I'm and I'm banging my head off the wall, and I'm not getting anywhere. You know. Well, quit trying to hit the wall harder. Just take that step back. Maybe you got to walk around the wall. Yep. <laughs> okay. I mean, it sounds simple. The point is, look at it through a different set of lenses, a different perspective, and ask for help. And maybe you can figure out. You know what? Maybe I'm not going to be able to do this, but if I just change one thing, maybe it's taking an online class. Maybe it's going to take a community college class at night. Maybe it's having to find uh, somebody that's willing to, you know, be your your mentor. And sometimes you got to hire a coach. You just have to do that. And, and we think of the word coach in the sports term only, and that's that's a that's a problem. We all need coaches. And oh, by the way, we all need to be mentors to other people, coaches to other people. That that you said it earlier, nobody gets things done by themselves. You know, if you're gonna be great, you gotta be great together. So these are these are the kinds of things to me, if you can understand that, you know, this idea of never, never give up. You know, Winston Churchill, that quote, I say that in the book, that it's 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 kind of misused because he refers to never give up in terms of, you know, war, where you're fighting for your pure survival. But his quote actually talks about unless it's in terms of, you know, good sense and and honorable things and legal things. You know, there's times you you got to give up mm-hmm. because you're literally you, you've reached that state of futility. And if we can take that just take a step to the left, take a step to the right, take a step backwards in order to go forward, that you can do that. It's always easier to do it if you've got somebody helping you. I like what you talk about, too, in the book is that, you know, okay, not everybody's going to be a, an NFL football player or, mm-hmm. or, you know, these are these are big dreams and there's that very small handful of people are getting there. But but what I like about it is if you if you know that's your passion and you go through your steps of, of you know, going through the, the passion seven steps, mm-hmm. you might decide that you're really good at accounting and that you're going to be the accountant for an NFL football team. And so, you know, you get to combine certain things. And I, I love that if you know what your passion is, you can move in that direction. And like you said, go maybe around and find something on the periphery that is equally as satisfying and, and you know, hits that need. Absolutely. Well, you just described what happened to me. I grew up thinking I was going to play in the NHL. You couldn't tell me any different. And, you know, I, fi- I was fortunate enough to find an academic counselor at Penn State, Jim Kelly, who helped me. He gave me the assessments that I never had before. It helped me get a better picture of what my strengths were, you know, what, what were the things that I liked to do, and that helped me because I started off as a nuclear engineering major. Why? Somebody said I was good at math and science, and my mother worked for the Westinghouse Nuclear Center. You know, okay, you know, when do we drop the puck? That's all I wanted to know. And, and you know, eventually I got to the point where I, I knew I wasn't cut out to be an engineer, and I, I made a pivot, and I went and asked for help. And and it, it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. It took several months. Uh, I still remember when I came home and my father said, uh, you know, uh, did you find yourself when because I literally dropped out of school for a, a, one of our terms and till I figured it out. And, and that was the best decision I ever made. And I, I stayed. My hockey was my passion. I stayed in it. I just got into it on the sales and marketing mm-hmm. side. I got in it the business side. And I had no intention of becoming a coach when I graduated from college. It it worked itself out because I I just kind of grew and grew my passion for that, my interest in it. And I and I started to help do what you have to do to become an expert, master a craft, because I say it in the book. We always say, but just follow your dreams. Just find your passion. Just do what you love and the money will follow. And I think that's some of the worst advice we can give people. Agreed. And I know you, I've listened to I you. Agree. I know you agree with this. It's, it, yeah, you should follow your dreams and your passions to help inspire you 
to learn the skills and knowledge it takes to master a craft. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be successful. You, it, it just doesn't happen because you believe it's going to happen. I, I, am, I, I like to use the line from one of my favorite movies, Field of Dreams. You know, if you build it, they will come. And I have to remind people, that movie's a fantasy movie, okay? <laughs> so there's a big difference between a dream and a fantasy. A fantasy is just that. Go play the lottery. Okay, you know, if you that, that if you want a dream, you can act on your dreams. You got to write it down. You got to you know expand on it. You've got to have goals, and you need a coach. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. We are here all hour long taking your calls, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. We are here with Hall of Famer coach Joe Batista. He was talking all about his awesome book, The Power of Pragmatic Passion, which remind people, Joe, where they can get that book. We've had so many great people calling in, giving it testimonials. So this might be a fantastic gift if you have somebody in college or at high school or even if somebody's looking for an encore career, really any stage of life. Yeah, I, I, I say it's for anybody that's in a transition, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, it, because it gets back to the foundational, you know, start with what matters. And if you want to get a hold, again, it's uh, joe at pragmaticpassion.com is, is the email. The website is uh, www www.pragmaticpassion.com. Um, you, you can go online there. I've got a Twitter account at Coach Joba. Uh, if you want to get that, uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm, you know, the digital uh, immigrant. <laughs> and so I do have a tech son. Yeah. He's on, he's on California. I he's need in one of Silicon those. Valley. I need one of those. He yeah. was just home and I get caught up and then he leaves me, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm str- trying to get better at the whole social media thing, having fun with it. My kids love to make fun of me. <laughs> uh, Dad, don't put that stuff up now. But, you know, at the end of the day, it gets back to we all need coaches. We all need to keep learning. And uh, that's a part of my own as I took the step to, to become an entrepreneur. Uh, and again, I had a good friend that told me, Joe, you should be an entrepreneur. And I didn't have the courage to do it, which is a whole nother thing, Dawn, as you know. This gets back to the emotional part of this. Saying to somebody, check your ego at the door, is sounds so easy. It's not. It's just not. Or otherwise people would do it. But you have to find the courage to do it. And that, that to me, is the biggest part of it. Leadership to me, if, if I can make it, boil it down to one word, it's all about courage and being willing to take that step, you know, but not frivolously, not, you know, impulsively. You really do. That's the keep it real part. That's You've the pragmatic do your research. part. That's, that's why I named it that. That so. is the pragmatic part. Well, Joe, it's been a pleasure having you on Career Talk, which we're, we're renaming for this hour, the Joe Batista Show. <laughs> um, you you have so many fans of the book and, and well-deserving. It is a book that everybody needs to read if they're thinking about, how do I even get started at building a career that's purposeful? And here's how I know we're kindred spirits, because we use the exact same quotes in our book. And it was, if it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. Name the movie. Dion. I have no idea. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. A League of Their Own, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Speaking to Gina again. Davis, it's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of that movie. It is, it is the scene of that. I mean, there's so yeah. many good ones. It's a good movie. You should watch it over the holidays if you have some extra time. Anyway, you've been listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132, and I want to thank you, Joe, for driving out here and coming in studio. Love your energy. Love your book one last time. The Power of Pragmatic Passion, great gift for yourself or for your loved ones. And Michelle and Dion, you guys make this show fun. And if you missed it, our 12 Steps of Job Search, we had a blast putting that together for you. It's packed with lots of great job search tips. But, you know, in career talk spirit, it is just fun. So thank you again to all of our listeners and callers. You've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 132, and we will see you next time. 